Oh, are we on? Let's do this. You said let's do this. So. Here, and we're doing it. Hey, so it's the 25th podcast of 2015. It's the 12th of November. I'm Matt O'Neill. Hi, I'm Aaron Hodson. And this is the Soybean Press Podcast. All right, so today we're going to talk about one thing and one thing only. Chlorpyrifos? Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> I mean, it does sound pretty exciting when you say it, yeah. Chlorpyrifos. Yeah, I mean, that just rings, hey, let me listen some more. <laughs> our, our one listener <laughs> is now committed to Ears the Ears up, minutes. ready to go. So, uh, I, is it fair to say I brought this to your attention? Uh, Recently? Yes, yes. Uh, not that I'm a narcissist. Though I am, and I'm trying to like credit for this. You said it, but um, but it's true. Uh, oh man, this would have been two weeks ago now. I was yeah. uh, driving to a wedding, best wedding ever, by the way. Did I tell you about that? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, so I'm driving to a wedding, and I got a request for an interview from uh, I think his name is Neely at DTN, the Progressive Farmer. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to know what I thought about the recent announcement that EPA was going to ban chloropyrifos. And it kind of caught me by surprise because uh, I had not heard about this ban. Um, and his question to me was, what effect would that have on soybeans or anything, but soybeans specifically? Because mm-hmm. his impression from corn was that chloropyrifos was no longer being used. You're making a face. Yeah, I, I don't. You, I don't agree. You do know that they can't see the faces on the podcast. Yeah, I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> yes, it's being polite. Yeah, yeah, that's his impression. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, I did a little uh, searching around to find yeah. something on uh, uh, sort of chlorpyrifos use. Mm-hmm. A paper that you brought to my attention. Yeah, and uh, it uh, maybe we could put a link to this on our podcast thing, yeah. at least the title of the paper, um, yeah. where a group of, I think they're toxicologists, economists, uh, searched and found usage of insecticides for the four main field crops, corn, cotton, soybean, and wheat. And yeah, it turns out for corn, um, yeah, chlorpyrifos use in the last decade has decreased. And yeah. it was already pretty low in the beginning of the century um, compared to other insect, other pesticides. Um, and cotton, uh, chlorpyrifos, almost non-existent now in yeah. terms of use. But soybean and wheat, it's a healthy chunk of the in pesticides that are used in those crops. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Take I would, it, Aaron. I, I would agree with you. Um, I mean, according to EPA, the the largest market share of chlorpyrifos goes to corn, and so even though the the relative uh, use is less than oh, what was ten years ago, it still oh. is um, quite a bit. Oh, that's really interesting. And Where is that being used? Is that being used? I mean, it's corn, but you think about how much corn is grown versus yeah, yeah, and how yeah. much we use to protect corn yeah. with either um, soil applied insecticides or foliar compared to these other crops. So even though soil applied insecticides and in corn use has decreased with BT, mm-hmm. there's still enough of being used that it... it well, I mean, that's according... Yeah, that's what's used in other crops. That's what I took from the EPA website as I was just trying to dig. I was trying to find, like, 
act, you know, pounds being used um, per, per, acre, per year, or, you know, I mean, just like gross, gross amounts. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I couldn't find pounds. Um, and I don't know if that information is available anymore, but um, so they say, yeah, I mean, they say that um, as far as like the total pounds, the majority is going to corn. Okay. But within the crops, like as a percentage right. of what is yeah. used, chlorpyrifos is more commonly used in soybean and wheat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be fair to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, tell me if what, I'm going to tell you what I told the the reporter. Tell me if this makes sense. Mm. Um, and then let's talk about what EPA is actually going to do. Um, so what I told the reporter is, uh, yeah, if chlorpyrifos were banned, um, say, for soybeans, you wouldn't notice it next year. You may not notice it in two or three years. But what do you mean you wouldn't notice it? You a farmer, being a farmer would not um, notice that that option has been taken away. Yeah. I, uh, uh, so you're doing a different face. you got to tell people what, that, what you're doing. Well, again, I'm waiting for you. I'm, I'm letting you talk. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Um, this is, this, you, you know this is a hot medium, right? You gotta, you gotta like Sorry. feel free to interject. My politeness is yeah. is overtaking. That's all right. I, um, but uh, what I was trying to get at is, yeah, you wouldn't notice being a farmer because most farmers, as I understand it, use warrior, say for foliar insecticide. Most? Mm. Mm, no. It's an option. There's some farmers that really prefer to yeah. use an organophosphate like Lorsban. They feel like it has a better efficacy than a pyrethroid. But they could get Warrior or what? Dimethylate or cobalt or, well, not cobalt because cobalt's got chlorpyrifos mixed in with a, a neonic. But there are other options out there. And there are other organophosphates out oh, there. Oh, and there's even other organophosphates. Yeah. Right. So, and there are other classes of insecticides. So that's what I meant in a year. You wouldn't notice this. You might notice, oh, I wanted Lore's band this year. Yeah. But, but well, well, choose from these other options. And for the most part, they work well. Yeah. When it comes to soybean and, yeah. and soybean. Yeah. Yeah. But in four or five years, as we start to hear more about how, say, Warrior, the pyrethroid, is failing against aphids, and we're starting to hear whispers of aphids resistant to that insecticide, that's when you would start to notice that, oh, there's no more chlorpyrifos, there's no more lures ban, because you're looking for alternatives to combat an insect that, re that is resistant to one class of insecticides, and now you're looking for something that you know works, you know, that you have experience using, and that's not on the menu anymore. Mm -hmm. That's when you would notice it. And I, I think that's something that, you know, would occur in the future, but it's, it's not going to happen, you know, and, and, and that's when no, farmers would take notice. It's not something that they would necessarily notice in, a, in the first year of a ban. Yeah, but if you really like Coke, you like to drink a lot of Coke, and then you say, well, here's Pepsi, it's pretty much the same thing. There are some farmers that will not want to drink Pepsi. They're going to want to drink Coke. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. That's a great metaphor. Yeah. The difference between Coke and Pepsi and, say, what, Lawrence Band and Warrior is um, Coke and Pepsi, subjective. Yeah. Lawrence Band and Warrior, not so subjective, right? I mean, we can be objective about it. It's like, well, which one works best for a soybean aphid? Mm -hmm. Does one work significantly better than the other? Yeah, and it's uh, it's a it's that trade name you're talking about, like Lorsban. There's generic 
Clopar Foss too, so yeah. it's not just lower span, but there's like some cheaper options. Or, or let's say yeah. Lambda Cyhalothrin, mm -hmm. the active ingredient in Warrior. Versus Clopar Foss. Clopar Foss, yeah. the active ingredient in Warrior. Yeah. Does one work better, objectively better, against soybean aphids than the other? What do you. No, no. In Iowa, I don't see that. In my efficacy evaluations, I don't see that. But on large scale, full farms, there are people who, it's anecdotal, but they say, I see a better performance with a organophosphate like Lorisban than I do from a pyrethroid. Right. So there's some people that really feel that way. I have never seen that in my small plot. Right. Oh, I see uh, what you're saying. Yeah. So it could be. That's their plot. perception that it is better. Yeah. And so if you take that away. Again, yeah. Coke could be better than Pepsi, but it's a perception. It's a subjective yes. matter. But I do take your point that it could be a function of plot size. Maybe you yeah. get better coverage with Lorisban when it volatilizes that, you know. And it's so much more refreshing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Those, the pesticides must be doing something for my health. It can't be all bad. Uh, um, yeah, all right. So that's, yeah. an interesting, that's an interesting point. Yeah. But, but, but again, that was... Yeah. So maybe I'm being a You're right, the little immediate... too glib, but... But the overall impression that you wouldn't immediately notice this difference. You wouldn't because right now we have a big toolbox. Yeah. But you're right. If um, the pyrethroids start having reduced performance or, you know, resistance or whatever it is, we don't have a lot of alternatives for chemical groups. Yeah. So if you lose the pyrethroids and you are forced to use either foliar neonics or organophosphates, the organophosphate options are not as great as they are for pyrethroids. And we talked about an option that has recently been taken away from farmers, the sofloxaflor, yeah, with which is active against aphids and mm -hmm. was one tool that you've used yeah. in your efficacy trials yeah. on soybean aphids. Yeah. And, and that was episode what? Oh gosh, I'd have to look I think back. It was 21. And the, yeah, something like that. But anyway. Um, just, oh, see, people calling now, they just want to talk to us. Gosh. Be patient, we're podcasting. Uh, <laughs> but this, getting back to the, the, the toolbox issue that yeah. you brought up, we, we have some, a fair number, not a huge amount, but the cost to bring a new product to the market is, is huge. Like a novel. It takes a long time yeah. to do a novel oh, yeah. ingredient. Yeah. So, again, in five years, as you start, as we possibly lose one or two to resistance, then it becomes an issue. Oh, much more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the generic products that are available, it's really cheap to apply some of these things. So you're right. A new chemistry is, it. you know, there's no comparison as far as, like, the dollar per acre. It'll be much more expensive. So we kind of talked about what we said to the farmer or the farm magazine and, yeah. and our take on that. So should we talk a little bit about what is actually happening? Like or what, what is... Do think we understand EPA's yeah. doing? Yeah. What did you learn? Um, let's see. It was back in April. Okay. No, sorry. It was um, in June of this year. The U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ordered the EPA to make up its mind. Um, make a decision know, already. Yeah. Like, show us some data or not. Like, okay. should we continue to have this uh, registered as a product or not? You ha You need to move forward with some of the data submission to us. Is that what you understood? Keep going, yeah. Um, and so when they did that, uh, that was, uh, um, I think it was August then, the, the Ninth Circuit uh, petitioned to revoke all tolerances for chlorpyrifos by 
October of this year. And so they either um, they have to say whether they want to move forward with it or not. So what that means to remove a tolerance basically means they're banning it. Yeah. They're saying there's absolutely Proposing no a ban. allowable amount of chloropyrifos on on something that would come to you in the marketplace. Yeah, they were, they're proposing to revoke all tolerances uh, for chlorpyrifos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would be for all crops and all settings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's kind of a big, that's big time. Yeah, and so where they're at right now is, you know, they submitted this and the EPA has, a, as they always do, kind of the open commentary, open docket, yeah. where people can say, yeah, I think it's a good idea to revoke it or not, you can you can submit your comments, and you can do that until uh, January fifth, two thousand sixteen. Okay, so not going to be banned immediately. Mm-hmm. It's still got a review process. Probably take a year or so for this to phase out mm-hmm. or to come to completion. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, it's across the board, all tolerances. Yeah, and so it reminds me of when they did the ban for uh, Fjordan. And, you know, the granular that was used in corn. And okay. so when they did that, when they banned that, and they, they said zero tolerance. So even if you had a supply in your farm, like you had a yeah. couple gallons or whatever, you cannot use it. Wow. And so I think that's what that means for something like this. Like you said, zero tolerance would be accepted uh, for any of that grain. Yeah. So going forward, um, we've sort of got the extreme on yeah. the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like... Um, given that there's some interest in restricting its use, that we could see that. Uh, We could see maybe not the full ban, but there could be some Mm -hmm. shade of gray. Yeah. Um, And that's part of the public comment period, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Did we we reach a milestone? No. Oh, but that that goes off when a good point was made. (laughs) Ding! Just some email coming in. <laughs> so, will you put a link to this in our little? Yes. Yep. I can do the EPA. The yep. And the yeah. website, and the it'll shoot you to the open comment area okay. uh, for docket identification type stuff, and I can certainly do that. Um, as well, far, this is good. Yeah. I mean, I, I was kind of trying to understand more about the history, and so I'm um, just looking at the EPA website a little bit more. It's been a pesticide since 1965. Whoa. So it's been there kind of a long time. And it's more than just corn and soybeans. You can use it on all kinds of fruit and nut trees, um, like broccoli, cauliflower, yeah. cranberries. But you can also use it for, it used to be a widespread like homeowner option that they could use around the house. Yeah. And I think one of the main uses for that was like for termites. I don't think you, you can use it for termites no. anymore. So we've been talking about all the good things. Like chlorophyllophosphate, um, so organophosphate, those are nerve toxins. Yeah. And if... If you get exposed, if a human gets exposed enough to it, there's there's issues of human health that come up. Yeah, and I think it'll attack your acetylcholinesterase or inhibit, and so that affects your nerve function. So it kind of it's like rapid fire for your nerves, right? They they just keep firing and they won't shut down. Yeah, not the good kind. (laughs) It's not like you're gonna run really fast. <laughs> yeah, it's not so like Ben Johnson, Jesse Owen. Oh yeah, so those people that have been—I mean, it's a restricted-use pesticide now, and so if it, you know to be able to apply this in an egg yeah. or like a turf turf setting, yeah. you know the PPE is really important because humans and mammals are susceptible yeah. to that, and so I think that's—I don't know if that's 
part of the reason that it's going through this right now is well, because there, of the I human think effects. There are environmental groups that would yeah. like to see it, if not outright banned, at least restricted, because it's a broad spectrum insecticide. Yes, it, it is. It kills all insects. Yeah. Um, and and Lori's ban, as it's used in field crops, can volatilize in warm temperatures and sort of spread a little bit. Yeah. And so there's some issues of drift. That's kind of a. That's not quite what we think of when we think of drift. But, yeah, yeah. But, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's and it's versatile, right? It can yeah, be a granular. Yeah. It can be a liquid. You can apply it as a soil, like within the soil, for like if, if you're thinking of corn yeah. or as a foliar. So it's got a lot of different uses, and it's used all over the world. I think a hundred plus countries. So um, I'm not sure. You know, the EPA. I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, but in terms of like. The larger discussion about how agricultural practices affect the environment. Yeah. This is one that has that potential, right? Mm -hmm. And so you can imagine why conservation groups would want to see it restricted. Yeah. Um, and and like we said earlier, there is this impression that at least for corn, it's not used as much. Well, that's that's true, right? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. So you could imagine too that. Well, if it's not being used as much, and it's got these human health impacts, and it can affect negatively affect the environment, then what's the harm? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I after reading the articles about this, I didn't appreciate how widespread it was used, like all the different oh, yeah. crops. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. yeah, and I think um, so. You know, like you mentioned before, the Cefloxifor or Transform product that was. was taken off the market, you know, um, produced by Dow AgriSciences. We talked, we mentioned kind of buzz market, Lohr's band, but Durr's band is also produced by Dow. So um, Dow's oh, kind of, you know, kind of taking a hit with some yeah. of this EPA stuff lately. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if we'll find out more as we meet with Dow um, next week at our ESA meeting oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, to see kind of like where they want to go um, with that. So it's one of their one biggest of products. Yeah, it's biggest products and yep. cobalt and corn and mm -hmm. yeah. Did we cover this? I think we did. This um, is good. This yeah, is, I'm, I'm trying to find that this activity of us podcasting, whether our one listener enjoys it or not, is helpful <laughs> for us. to me. Yeah, because I, I now to just kinda, to talk through some things. Yeah, and I think I, I talked to you. I talked to a couple other people, and um, I even talked to my family at that wedding. Oh, I have yeah. some family who are farmers, and I asked mm -hmm. them. I was like. Hey, did you hear about EPA ban Lord's ban? What would that affect? And they're like, Yeah, we don't use it. No. We don't. Yeah. Don't know. I mean, maybe we have some in the, the shed or whatever. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. yeah, which was consistent with the the what the farmer magazine guy okay. know, said to me. But yeah, no, this is good because I, I feel like I, I get some more background. Now. And I understand it a little bit better myself after talking with yeah. you. So yeah, I think it's it's helpful for us. So I don't know if we're gonna podcast next week. What do you think? Um, are you gonna bring the equipment? If you think we're going to, I yeah, will. Bring it. What the okay, heck? I can bring yeah. it. Yeah, see load it up. Happens. See what fun scientists we can meet. Yeah. Okay. That'll be fun. Sounds good. Bye. Okay. Bye.